The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, oh, that's a very good question. Uh, hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky team, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Spread. 
Love that version of Summertime from the, uh, oh, the, the phenomenal talents of Sheila Landis, uh, vocalist, and uh, her husband Rick Maddell. I've actually squeezed her in a couple times today, and it's always nice when I can squeeze in some local music and show off the incredible talent pool we have in and around this area. <clears throat> And I don't know about you, but I don't feel like I'm really having a summer. So anytime I can turn my attention to summer or summertime, it uh, it feels good. Anyway, last hour I had to pull a uh, substitution. Um, if you had tuned in to hear uh, Tom Davis, the author of Conclave, for some reason we didn't connect. So I uh, substituted that interview with... Uh, Alexandria Ravenel on the uh, gig economy. Wonderful conversation, though. And we have another encore coming up this hour. Very funny guy and a tremendous impressionist. Jeff Richards is his name, and uh, he has the distinction of being one of the only people to have uh, performed both on uh, Saturday Night Live and Mad TV. Um, I know him as Drunk Girl from Saturday Night Live, but you may know him from any of his uh, numerous skits and appearances and online uh, projects. Jeff Richards coming up right after a uh, quick break. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. My guest this hour is a stand-up comedian and was the first person ever to be a cast member on both Saturday Night Live and Mad TV. He is perhaps best known for his frequent SNL character, Drunk Girl, in addition to a lengthy resume of impressions. And, of course, I'm talking about Jeff Richards, who joins me now by phone. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the show. Hello, sir. Nice to see you. Nice to have you here. Uh, nice for me to be here. Thank you. <laughs> well, at least it's nice. Um, 
I wanted to ask you, before we get into Drunk Girl and all the impressions that you do, I read somewhere that you motorcycled across the country with a backpack doing comedy clubs. Was not that... true. I made it up. It's not true. Really? Yeah, I just made that up. I was trying to be like, at the time I was really into John Lennon and he would like just make up stuff in interviews. So I just tried that and I just messing around. But uh, I did have a dirt bike when I was around 12 years old. Well, dang, I was going to ask if that was, uh, you know, some kind of a bucket list kind of thing or if it was um, out of necessity. No, I just <laughs> thought I wasn't interesting. When I was 25, I just thought I wasn't interesting enough. You know, I, I thought I should just make up some stuff, have fun with it. But, uh, yeah, that's not true. How yeah. did How did doing impressions and coming up with characters begin for you uh i think as a as a kid as a kid um you know making making fun of my uncle i remember like when i was like <laughs> really young three or four i could just get his like basic tone down but but i but i knew i had something there because 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 uh, my parents and their friends would laugh and then as i got a little older and i got into junior high school I started impersonating the teachers, and that's how I got to make friends with people. And uh, and then it just kind of went from there, and then I started doing celebrities, like David Letterman was one of my first impressions. You nailed the you laugh. Know. Nice to see you. Good to have you here. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You would hope at some point, I don't know when, uh, you might cut down the dairy intake. <laughs> is 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 the key to a good impression picking up on a particular signature for a character? Yeah, I think like, it's like like Letterman's take, laugh. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's you know it's what it sounds like, but then you take uh, my approach is I take a little bit of uh, you know an exaggerated uh, take, but then also maybe a take that people wouldn't or, or ordinarily notice, you know, uh, highlight a couple things that um, that you see that maybe not everybody sees, but then when you show them, they go, oh, yeah, I see that. I, I, I see how that would be accurate, you know. Um, it just It just depends on the voice. Some of them are more, you know, as close to the voice as you can get, and some of them are just, like Louie Anderson is like, it's hot in here. You guys ready to play the feud? <laughs> like he's not that angry when I, you know, he's not that angry, but he's hot. It's hot in here. It's hot in here. You know, he's a little. So I don't know. I kind of come up with a kind of. I hope to come up with an angle that people can, uh, you know, relate to. But but uh, but is also funny because I think sometimes impressions they're really accurate but they're not really funny they're they're you know they're very accurate but they're almost like drama impressions you know it's almost dramatic Ta yeah deep. taking it very seriously like Rich Little or, yeah. or some of the other you know famous uh, mimics over the years um, yeah I saw Kevin Spacey on your list but but I didn't see Christopher Walken. 
No, I don't. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's so funny because I just I got a call from the, you know, lights out the David Spade show, and they wanted me to do Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I, I don't do Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's it's so <laughs> weird because I should should that you think that'd be one I do, but I guess I was never really attracted to it. And, you know, so many people have done it before that I was like, well, what, you know, the joy of it is kind of like cracking, cracking the code of how to do it, you know, trying to figure out how to do it. So if somebody's already, you know, if a bunch of people have already done the impression, you sort of are left with like, well, what am I supposed to do? I'd be just be pretty much copying in a way. It just kind of gets, it's not as fun, I guess. I remember George Carlin saying that he liked, um, he was going to do an impression of Ed Sullivan, and he said, "I do the John Biner version." <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. When you do stand up, do you rely on characters or a lot? Oh yeah, it's all impressions and characters. But then I'll do improv in between. You know, maybe crowd work or something comes to my head. Uh, but mostly, I just you know rattle off different impressions and, and characters. I'm starting to do a little more character stuff um, because I realized with impressions, you know, it doesn't matter how famous they are. Not everybody knows everybody and not everybody knows what everybody sounds like. And, you know, it's not as immediate. Like when Rich Little was doing it, or he's still doing it, but back in the day, you know, three channels. Everybody knew everybody. But now it's like... Yeah, if, if you did... If you did Bob Hope, everybody knew who that was. Right. Right. And now, yeah, and now it's like, yeah. Well, you do Charlie Rose. <laughs> How many yeah. people would know oh, even I, who Charlie Rose is? Never, it was one I almost never did on stage. I mean, even though you would, you would, you know, when I was a kid and, you know, 20 years after that, I, I would turn on i would be scrolling through the tv and there'd be charlie rose i i couldn't figure out how people didn't know him but they didn't know him you know so it's what i didn't do much on stage but i i did do it on snl once i believe maybe it didn't air um but uh i always thought he was a great character he's a very unique guy and very interesting more with comedian jeff richards straight ahead hello darling this is elvira mistress of the dark with tom sumner I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters.
The Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the Briggs. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write us at TomSumnerProgram.com. Call us at 810-339-8255 or contact us on Facebook or Twitter. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner program where to go. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River. 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob Hope back once again to tell you it's better to have Pepsi than flowing over your teeth now than to have water running under your bridge later. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to Tom Sumner Program. More with comedian Jeff Richards straight ahead. When you're working for Mad TV or or Saturday Night Live, you know a, a uh, you know recurring uh, doing recurring characters and so on is is it a real grind are you really just dug in there all the time whether you're on or not or some weeks it's busy and some weeks it's not oh it's always busy in your head you know because you're <laughs> always yeah it ne- that never goes away because you you never have enough ideas and you're always 
the longer you're on there, the more, to me, the more ideas you'd run out of. You run out of all your, your ideas you've had your whole life. You know, they, they say when you do a, an album, a music album, the yeah. first album's always the best because you had your whole life to make the first album. And I feel like that's the same thing in the first couple of years. You're like, well, I've yeah, done everything I can think of that I thought of in, in past. So, but I would, I would try to learn new impressions and, um, and just focus on uh, really impressions and learning new ones. And, and uh, you know, I had a couple characters like, like drunk girl and, uh, and, and stuff, but um, yeah, those are, those are more of my, uh, more of my bread and butter were the impressions yeah when when you were um when you're working for saturday night live do you have to pitch ideas to get on or do the writers come to you and say uh you know we want drunk girl for this week or or uh you know can you do dr phil right yeah that's 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 what would happen and people would ask you if you could do them but you wouldn't rely on that you know, I, I think I would, you know, I'd pretty much go to a, a producer like Mike Shoemaker and, and and pitch him my ideas. And then he might ask other writers if uh, if they were free to write for you. But that's the hard thing about the show is the ones that really survived the longest could write for themselves and more importantly could write for other people, write for the host, write for right. Will Ferrell, right? Because everybody wanted their stuff on the show, so they would write for, you know, the people that were more, more likely to be on the show in general. Um, but there, there, you know, there's the thing about SNL is there's always a place to stick you, you know, you know, if they're doing a, you know, a celebrities type piece, you know, you could always add another celebrity in there. So it wasn't like a sketch where you, you'd have to rewrite the whole sketch to put someone in there. Right. Well, um, like when they do Jeopardy or, or one of those. Right, right. Um, so, how did how did the drunk girl character come about? Well, it's based on my father. Um, <laughs> Why did he get uh, drunk and dress up like a girl? He would dress up like a woman, and uh, <laughs> uh, I think it was uh, it was I did a show in San Diego, and there was a heckler, a girl, and she kept yelling at me from you know from the audience and i i was talking to her and then i just started doing her to her you know, i was trying mocking her you know trying to sound like her and, and and talk back to her as her and uh and i was getting laughs off that and i went oh, that's oh you know funny. and i go you you just can't stop a drunk girl nothing stops a drunk girl you just have to get out of the way <laughs> you know like a truck like a moving truck uh and then, uh, and then that just kind of became a bit, yeah, like that. Now the um, you mentioned uh, doing a show in San Diego. You're from California originally, um, and you did. Uh, let's see, where did, where did I see that you had done a? Um, you were you did morning radio in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, in the Bay Area, uh, East Bay, uh, in Concord, California. And yeah. then, and then you did um, sketch comedy on was it cable or public access TV? Yeah, I had a public access show when I was in high school, and um, 
Yeah, I just I'd have teachers on and and uh, and then I have fake guests and I you know and people didn't really know who was who, and then I did some sketch stuff. Yeah, just some you know video stuff, you know crude uh, cutting it together, very, very crude, uh, not in content but just in, in assembling, um, and that's that's what really bit me. Uh, I got the bug from that, you know, for when, uh, for sketch comedy on, in particular. Yeah, being. On, yeah, and just being in front of the camera, um, just, yeah, being funny, trying to be funny. Yeah. I knew I wanted to do stand-up, but I didn't know how. And then, you know, the impressions led to that. Yeah. And and did you start, uh, like a lot of uh, stand-ups, doing the open mic thing and, and uh, building up from there? Yep, yep, doing open mics and... Eventually, I mean, I was in, I went to school in North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and uh, I went out, I did like an improv troupe for a bit, and then one of the members said, hey, I'm going to go to the comedy club, and I go, there's a comedy club in Raleigh? Okay, and then so I went down <laughs> there and and watched the first time, and then I got to do this, you know, and then and then uh, I just did some, a couple impressions, and, and and it was just great, and I did that for about a year. Hosting and and at the club is Charlie Goodnights and and then um, and then I just decided to move to Los Angeles after I finished college. I I heard somebody say once about a comedian who moved to Los Angeles and joined AA because they needed the mic time. Yeah, um, right. How was it when you decided? Okay, I'm going to LA. I'm I'm gonna do this. Um, and you get there, then what happens? <laughs> well, I got here. Yeah, exactly. Then what happens? Yeah, um, I got here, and I luckily got a little writing job for. Um, it was just an online trade magazine, and so I was able to pay my bills with that, and then do uh, uh, stand up at night. And I, I just luckily got a, a commercial agent from one of my acting classes, and. Uh, started going on a commercials, got a couple of those. Uh, and then I just started working at the comedy store as a door guy and, uh, did that for about, uh, you know, about a year and then got the audition for mad TV and then, and then, uh, did that. How, how does an audition like that work, Jeff? Is it just something you pick up in a trade magazine and, and, uh, say, oh, they're doing auditions on saturday or whatever no it, it was sort of like it was it was the the audition was a stand-up audition you know so it wasn't like a normal audition it was like a stand-up audition so they're watching your stand-up um but uh-huh. i had i'd been doing the improv so somebody recommended me from there to mad tv oh, okay and then so that's how that kind of happened and then i just did you know five minutes uh of impressions and then I got, and then the casting agent uh, Nicole Garcia said, "You know, let's um, bring you in and start auditioning you." And I didn't know how long of a process it was. It took like a couple months. It was like eleven auditions. Wow. Uh, kind of did it, uh, you know, a lot of that, and then, and it didn't last very long. It just did a couple. You know, I think I was on there for you know half a season or so. Uh, um, and and that was a good thing because uh, 
because I got really good management out of it at the time, Carl Welker and Dave Rath, and they 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 were able to get me an audition with SNL, you know, during that grace period. Um, you know, it was still within the same year, uh. and and then that audition was was great because there's only one audition. They only had I did like the final auditions because of the timing. Like I didn't have time. They didn't have time to see me live, so they just said, you know, come on in, and uh, and that was uh, that was cool. Did nine impressions in five minutes and just you know held my breath and hoped it was good enough. I, I, I think the thing with me was like I, I didn't want it to. I didn't want my nerves to be the thing that didn't get me the audition. I, that didn't get me the job, you know. So I was kind of determined not to have, not to be too afraid about it. How did you, um, how did you present the idea of Drunk Girl to SNL? Well, it's funny because originally they wanted me to do it as an update where it was me myself talking about a drunk girl, an encounter I had with a drunk girl, and I said, "Oh, just you know, let me be the character." And then it was Tina Fey that that you know kind of. Uh, said no let's make it a character and they tried me in drag once and uh <laughs> it was a that was like a stand i was a part of a sketch but they more so wanted to just see what i looked like in drag and uh as a woman which is drag and then um and then they i just got to do it as an update piece and it went good and and uh and that was exhilarating and amazing, and, and yeah, there there are some characters, you know, recurring characters that happen on and have happened throughout the history of SNL that people remember. And Drunk Girl is one of those. Did you have any idea that it was uh, going to hit pretty well? Well, I just just having done it in my stand up, I had a pretty good feeling. Uh, but I, you know, because you never know, and you know, with comedy, if you don't get off, if you don't get off to the right start with a piece, you know, you may, it may the whole thing may tank. So it started out good, and I think the people were behind it because you know, you know, people are annoying when they drink, whether you're a guy or a girl. <laughs> uh, or, or or somewhere in between. It, it's like people are pretty annoying. You know, you get loud. You get in people's face. But it's also funny. You know, it's it's also humorous. So. That's what makes the character so brilliant, Jeff. Is because as obnoxious as drunk girl is, she's fun to watch. She's fun to watch. Yeah, she's fun to watch. And you know, I was also playing. I was playing the girl that. You know, I was playing the the not the, not the hot girl too. You know, it wasn't like I'm an attractive woman. I'm like I'm a I'm a girl that's not getting much action, and I'm trying to I'm trying to keep my pretty girlfriends away from these guys. You know, because they don't want me. So that that's the type of drunk girl it was. It wasn't like you know, if I was like in shape, you know, and skinny and pretty, it'd be a different character. You know, right. No, it, so. it's that's a, that's a fun one, and and I don't want to minimize everything else you do because you do some great impressions. But that's just one of those things that that uh, 
you know, it's it's a bigger than life character. Does it does it feel like that to you? Was it just a character in your act, or did she kind of take over? Yeah, I mean, she kind of took over. I mean, you know, it was like, you know, I don't know. The fire was lit, and you just can't stop her, so you just go. And I, it is, it is, it's the funnest character I think I've ever done um, because it's so big and, and also real. You know, usually when you're making something really big, it's an exaggeration. But this is not much of an exaggeration, you know, pretty much how I see uh, some, some drunk girls. Were there uh, characters that Saturday Night Live tried to see or asked you if you could do that um, you developed specifically for SNL, or um, were there some that uh, they wanted you to try that just didn't work? Um, the ones that worked, I remember they impressions they had me do. Uh, uh, they, I was asked to kind of learn a Billy Bill O'Reilly, um, Billy <laughs> O'Reilly, Bill O'Reilly, and. Uh, and I, I got that one down, got to do a sketch with that. Um, you know, yeah, there, there's been a lot of them. I mean, um, you know, Michael Moore. Uh, Carl Rove, maybe. Uh, Carl Rove, uh, Rush Limbaugh, you know, a lot of the political ones. Al Franken. And then, uh, and that's pretty much, those. I mean, there are more, but, you know. I'm, I'm trying to remember, Jeff, if uh, in the process of doing any of those, did did you get to do uh, any of the cold opens? Yeah, I did one cold open uh, as, uh, oh, I can't even remember who it was. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Um, but he was a uh, presidential candidate. I can't remember who it was. But, yeah, I did do one, and uh, that was fun. Um my favorite sketch was oh, doing one. Oh, was it was it Howard Dean? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's Howard funny. Dean. At the Iowa caucus, by chance. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but it was right after right after we did that sketch. He did that. Was it the Iowa caucus where he kind of like yelled or made a sound or did some crazy thing? He he went into a celebratory rant that ruined his campaign. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a fragile uh it's a fragile thing. You you got to just stay exactly do it exactly right or they'll get rid of you, you know. <laughs> Can't make too many mistakes. So, um so what are you doing now? A lot of stand up and I'm also doing um uh, some impressions I'm doing. I just did a, a deep fake. You know what the deep fake thing is? With the, uh, where they face map your, like I do face swaps on Instagram at the Jeff Richards. Uh, and those are like, you put the celebrity's face on yours, but this, this is, this is just a more of a high tech way they do it. And it's, it's really good. I did a video. It's got like 800,000 views right now. And it's, it's on Collider Video, Collider Video on YouTube. Or you could go to my website, tastyjeff.com. Um, but 
it's it's just it's amazing. It's a real it's almost creepy how accurate the I look like them. I look just like them with the face swap with the uh, the deep fake, and then you just do the impression. And we did a lot of improv. It was four other gentlemen, and they were doing impressions too. Tom Cruise and George I've seen, Lucas. And, I've yeah. seen that one. Yeah. So, so I think it's that. That's what I'm trying to get more into that niche, um, because I think it's just it's a great thing if you do impressions. You, know? you were doing uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and and was it was it you said I wish uh, Robert Downey put some weight back on? <laughs> oh, everybody, yeah, everybody's saying like, oh, Robert Downey Jr. ate a bunch of hamburgers after he filmed Iron Man, or you know, it's like every comment was like, look at Robert Downey Jr.'s neck. It's like he's got two necks. Yeah, everybody was just all over me. I know, but I rather than be all over physical whatever than saying you know it didn't sound like him or something yeah you know? um d- has has your uh appearances on um mad tv and and snl um have obviously made you more in demand uh in comedy clubs but has it um gotten you into bigger better rooms sure yeah it'll get it, it just depends, you know, with with gigs, you know, it's, you know, do they know who you are? But then you can you could sell them on what you're doing now. And, and I think if I think it's like it's better for me if people know if they just see my impressions, they don't have to see my stand up, just see the impressions and go from there. It, it, you know, because that's more of a live feel. If you see an impression with the face swap, that's almost the same as, you know, uh, seeing you do stand up close up, you know, you know, because if you do stand up, you have to do a medium shot. You have to do, you know, waist up and you lose something with the with it. it, it, it yeah. So it, it helps. It helps doing impressions, you know, and, and in the format I'm doing them in now really helps people go wow this guy's pretty good you know well the thing the thing you're doing now these um uh, the deep fake thing is um is is really fun now is that a regular offering no these are just i mean i i i'm not 100 percent sure on the history but i feel like these have just started in the last year really or gained popularity bill Hader did one with uh uh Tom Cruise, like yeah. he did a deep fake. On it, it, so they're starting to do more of these, and I think this company Collider is really good because you know they they're really good on editing. They know how to get a performance out of someone, and uh, they know how to you know, like I said, cut it together the right way. And uh, so yeah, the one yeah, I, I mean, the I, one I saw one of the uh, one of the performers was doing two characters. And you right. literally see everybody at the round table in various shots. Right. It was yeah, that's, very well done. Yeah, that's Josh Robert Thompson. Uh, and then uh, Evan Ferrante was Tom Cruise. And uh, Jamie Costa was uh, Ewan McGregor. And uh, it's just great. You know, I feel like, like the deep fake is, is, is like, 
you know, the culmination of, of technology and, you know, never before could you do an impression and look just like them. I mean, even, even with, you know, prosthetics and, you know, SNL. That's the other thing, too, I should say, is, you know, not since I was on SNL have I had an opportunity to look just like these people, you know, because that's no top of the top of the game. So when I would do an impression, it would just be my face, maybe a wig. So it wouldn't, I was never super inspired really to do impressions for a while until this new technology of the face swaps and then the deep fake. So it's, it's, it's getting, it's getting really weird, you know, with how accurate it is. It is, and and you're right about Saturday Night Live. Is it different um, performing on Saturday Night Live um, in terms of of your uh, what uh, rapport with the audience because they do it obviously in front of a live audience, um, as opposed to when you're doing stand up because it's ensemble and because there are sets and it's a bigger production. Yeah, I mean, well, the the thing that's crazy is the audience, SNL audience is, I think, not much more than 270, maybe 300 people in the audience. It's not like I, it's not like what you might think, like a huge, huge audience. And it's totally black. You can't see anybody um, except the very front. But, you know, um, so it's like, it's just, it's, so it's got a theater vibe to it, you know, um, and, and it's just, it's just, it's just great. It's it's you know, SNL is amazing. They the best writers, the best performers. It was just a real treat to get get to be able to experience that. More with comedian Jeff Richards straight ahead. And guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now. And now. And now, too. And even now. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. 
Call your healthcare provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. They say singing can help you remember things, so here's some tips for parents out there during these tough times. Number one. Make sure your kids wash their hands for 20 seconds after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside. Two. Virtual play dates, social and physical distancing can help save lives. Three. Tell them they're safe and show your love and pride. Yes, we'll get through this together. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the Briggs. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write us at TomSumnerProgram.com. Call us at 810-339-8255 or contact us on Facebook or Twitter. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner program where to go. Do you have feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacist about tequila. Tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help ease you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about anything. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately. And with a regimen of regular doses, you can overcome any obstacles that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Shyness and awkwardness will be a thing of the past, and you'll discover many talents you never knew you had. Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor control, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, table dancing, headache, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all night rounds of strip poker, truth or dare, and naked twister. Warning, the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not. It's a major factor in dancing like a retard. may cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you're in love with them. Also may cause you to think you can sing. Alcohol may lead you to believe that ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at four in the morning. Alcohol may make you think you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting. It may create the illusion that you are tougher, smarter, faster, and better looking than most people. And it may lead you to think people are laughing with you. Alcohol may cause pregnancy, and it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila! I get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with comedian Jeff Richards straight ahead. 
Um, what was it like when you left uh, Saturday Night Live? Were you... Um, and what were the the conditions that that caused you to leave there? Oh, well, you know, I think it was just a matter of, you know, not necessarily being able to write for myself as, as good as I could. And so much of that show, I mean, so much of that show is writing. And I just, I didn't know how to really write back then. I, I like to improv. I've been good at improv and I, funny i think you know but to write you have to really be trained to write and i'd only been doing stand-up a couple years maybe three years when i got on there so i just was i just really wasn't trained to be a writer there because the writing uh, for that show must be a real grind it is and it goes back to that thing of like it's not the writing it's not sitting down it's not digging a hole out front of your house to make a swimming pool it's you know having to come up with some idea that's just the right idea and it's it's not putting the hours in it's putting it's it's just a lot of luck too it's luck and 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 really you know uh uh it's i don't know how to describe it it's I guess it takes time to get really good at it, and then some people just aren't really good at it. I think I've gotten better as a writer over time, and with the space-swapping stuff the last three years, it's forced me to write everything. I'm always writing uh, new little bits and new little sketches for these uh, face-swaps. So, yeah, it's, uh, writing is it's it's a real gift, you know? It's a real gift, and I think I have it to some degree, but... When you're at SNL, you gotta really have it, because, you know. Do you miss? Even though technically. Oh, do Do you miss the grind, from Saturday Night Live, or do you like the pace you're at now? I, I, I you know, I don't, I don't know. I like parts of it. You know, it's, it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like being a little older now and just being a little more relaxed. You know, and, <laughs> and not being so not so frantic about everything, you know, everything's the end of the world, you know. Um, I tend to worry more than I should anyways. I'm a Libra. So, uh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, but, uh, but, you know, just trying to learn and trying to get better and, and really trying to just come up with new impressions, you know, ones that people haven't really seen but want to see and, you know, trying to, you know, just be a better who, who are support. some that, that you're working on? Or that well, you like um, well uh, that I'm working on right now? Alec Baldwin, kind of. I, I, I kind of work on that one. Um, uh, some of them are better when you see them with the voice. Um, uh, Sean Penn, I was working on that one. These aren't ones I can really do on the air because I don't. Oh no, no, no! I'm not trying to put you on the spot, Jeff, oh, yeah. at all. I just wonder who are some oh, yeah. of the people that you look at and go, "I want to do that guy. I can do that." Well, you know, Jimmy Fallon was one that actually of, of recent that I got down. You know, because he's, I knew him on the show a bit. You know, he's on the show when I was on the show for a bit, but. Uh, and when I start watching his shows, you know, and I think it's the case with most talk show hosts, they have to be in a good mood. 
they they have to everything has to be awesome and amazing. You know, that's the most amazing thing in the world. You know, <laughs> you know everything's amazing. You know, a- anything's amazing. Like, I found a I found a paperclip yesterday. You know? I found a paperclip. You know what a paperclip is? You know, I saw the paperclip. I was like, oh my god, no way. So <laughs> that's great. Um, I want to make sure. Uh, Jeff, I could I could talk to you all day. It's a real treat getting to know you a little bit, and I appreciate you taking time out to spend with me. And um, but I always uh, we, we've got to wrap it up. But I always give guests an opportunity. You mentioned it once, but uh, I, I want to make sure people know where they can uh, go to find out more about you and keep track of what you're up to. I think your website's a great place. What is the website again? It's Tasty Jeff. T A S T Y J E F F. Uh, dot com, um, and I got the Instagram, which is the Jeff Richards, and I'm gonna be actually in Waterford, uh, Michigan, at one night stands, uh, December 12th through the 14th. Oh wow, that's great! That's just a few miles from uh, where I do the show. Oh, come, please come! I'll get you tickets, of course. Wow, that would be great. Well, Jeff, uh, like I said, we've got to wrap it up, but uh, thanks again, and best of luck with uh, all that you do. Okay, thank you very much. All right, Appreciate take care. It. Okay, bye-bye. That was Jeff Richards, the first person ever to be a cast member on both Saturday Night Live and Mad TV, who's probably best known uh, for his uh, character, Drunk Girl, Jeff Richards. We'll have more of the Tom Sumner programs. <laughs> I remember the night mom was pounding on her drums. She called me to her side. She said, son, you're growing up. Pretty soon you're going to drive. And daddy heard the commotion and came, came in tap dancing, playing his six string. And they both looked at me and they said, son, before you get behind the wheel of a car, you listen to me. If you're texting while you steer, don't drive. If you've been drinking beer, don't drive. If you're talking on the phone, don't drive. Your tires are bald and it's starting to snow, don't drive. If your foot can't reach the pedal, don't drive. If you're wearing no apparel, don't drive. If you took an illegal prescription, don't drive. And no one understands your diction, don't drive. Don't speed, don't don't shave, don't rave, don't wave, don't eat And don't put no makeup on or shave You know you're not supposed to do that huh. If you gotta do something you're not supposed to do You can go ahead and step on my blue suede shoes uh, Go ahead and scuff them up If you're driving with your knees Don't drive If while you roll you eat if you don't know how to drive, don't drive. If you've been psychedelicized, don't drive. If you're kissing on your boo, don't drive. If the boo's kissing on you, don't drive. If you've been drinking at a bar, don't drive. If there's guns in the car, don't drive. Don't groom, don't shave, don't tweeze, don't nurse, don't voice these things in your ears or rummage through your purse. If you want something you're not supposed to do, you can go ahead and talk on my Fu Manchu. Go ahead, I don't care. Watch me tear. 
you feel like a nap. Don't drive. If there's a pooch on your lap. Oh, it's dangerous and creepy. If you're feeling really wired. If your license is expired. Don't you drive around the town. Something you're not supposed to do You can go ahead and step on my bluesway shoes Scuff them up Then go ahead and pull on my Fu Manchu Yeah If you want to do something You want to do something that's good If you're feeling like any of that stuff Don't drive Make sure you got a clear head Ow Now's comedian uh, Bruce Baum with some tips on what not to do while driving. That first aired right here on the Tom Sumner program. I want to say thanks to all my guests today, uh, starting with uh, comedian Jeff Richards. It was a lot of fun this last hour. And uh, before that, of course, sociologist Alexandria Ravenel talking about the gig economy and um, what to expect uh, for back-to-school for preschoolers, what it might look like uh, for them as places open or not, and technology with the founder-director of Perry School and Think Tank, Don Leslie Stewart. I want to say thanks to uh, all of those uh, guests and let you know that uh, coming up this week, uh, Woodrow Stanley will be joining us for our political roundtable armchair politics with our roundtable regulars, Flint's premier political pundit Paul Rosicki on the left and longtime Genesee County Republican Henry Hatter on the right. If you miss any interviews on the Tom Sumner program, um, you can always uh, go to the website and uh, find the archives and, and poke around in there and you might be able to find the in- interview you're looking for. Um, the interview that I had scheduled for today with author uh, Tom Davis of um, Conclave uh, has been rescheduled for Thursday. So tune in Thursday at 11 for that interview. In the meantime, good night, everybody. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and pencil sketch recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening.